This is what we did, sorry. I'm Omar Tarbush. And I'm Matt Nussbaum, and this is The Drive Home. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week, we have a, uh, a good show, a sports-oriented show. Um, leaning heavily into our, into our sports interests here. Uh, a review of Steve James's 1994 documentary, Hoop Dreams. And then after that, we'll talk a little bit about our top three favorite sports films. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but how's it, how's everyone doing? Doesn't sports I, movies feel like a really broad category? Like I feel like extremely. as I started to research, it didn't feel as broad as it did when. But like that's just that's so all encompassing. Well, it is. There's a million, and it's like I like only watched sports movies for like the first like ten years of my life. So really? I have a lot to a lot to to kind of sift through here and trying to make a, a top three. It's kind of difficult, and then it's a lot of like balancing between like nostalgic picks. Or like yeah, picks I like, that I saw I more roll. recently that I know are like very good, whereas like a lot of like old movies that I haven't seen in a while, but I still think are incredible, but I haven't seen them. Spoiler alert: Nuts chose Rudy for as uh, as number one movie. His number one, yeah. Hey, probably. I uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. What sport do you think lends itself to the best movies overall? I was kind of trying to do some research on that because I haven't seen a lot of like baseball movies. Yeah, I that's seen a, a lot of football movies. That's a great question. I think personally that baseball lends itself but i also think you asked this question i think it just shows a lot about what people's interests are like i think basketball movies are the worst movies basketball was also my, my least favorite of the major sports so d does that make sense probably you know what i mean like i bet someone who doesn't like baseball at all baseball movies probably don't really do a whole lot for you um mm -hmm. you know that's not to say that all baseball movies obviously won't do anything for you and that all basketball movies don't do anything for me but generally speaking, I don't you think there's one sport. This week's movie, which is a basketball movie. Yeah, I so did I pick. Tell you. I did pick this I, week's I'd movie. I'd be thoroughly which is surprised if you if you're about to tell me now that like this is uh, you're about to have like some huge revelation with that. This my movie. that my feelings changed. Yeah, and that this movie did not did not hold up to my twenty uh twenty sixteen memory. You can add it to the list of Blu-rays that you have of movies that you don't like, which I feel like is a decent amount, isn't it? It's zero now. Oh, that's right. Because it was one, one, and then I got rid of that garbage movie, and I pawned it off on you. Yeah. In exchange for a movie that I watched a couple days ago, I haven't logged it yet, but that I watched yesterday. Animal House? Animal House holds up extremely well. Just so you just, really? you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, like, I'm talking about, like, in, like, a slap shot type of way. It holds up well. It's there better. There isn't, like, it's, a it's, bunch of, like, homophobia and, like. No, it's not a perfect movie. And there's still some, some you know some things that are that are not really just not not appropriate and not funny and like totally miss and it's just like ooh. but generally speaking it's good it really i i was laughing my ass off the whole time it was just as funny as i remembered oh, it. and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't as like off color and kind of like edgy as i thought that it might be um thankfully but yeah no i got that i got I don't have a single. I don't. I don't own a single Blu-ray that I don't like. I think you got to watch that unrated version of Superbad. See what's uh, what the hype is about. See what's changed. What is it? What is the French version? It's super. Super grave. <laughs> G R A V E. Is that just mean bad? Grave means bad. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. That's a good translation. Mm -hmm. We were like, 
we were looking at Omar has like an extensive collection of you know a foreign of French uh, Blu-rays, and we were kind of like looking at the titles. Some of those titles are off the wall. Some of them make sense, you know. Some of them, like like I am Legend, right? Is like Je suis Legend, right? Like it's it's I am Legend. But then there are some that are like, what's the um? Oh my god, which what one? There's like sure. all of them already. I know, I know, but there was one. The that worst was... thing is when they 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 do they make the title in English, but they just change it regardless. <laughs> like the Hangover, they call very <laughs> bad. Trip. Very bad trip. Why don't you just keep the title the same? I don't understand. It's like. It's one thing to call it the hangover translated in French, but mm-hmm. very bad trip. It's like it is a very bad trip. Let's just make the log line the title of the movie, I guess. <laughs> You're like, we don't know what to title this. What is it about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Sure. Just slap it on there. They're not gonna read it anyway. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But dude, mo- like new movies are now coming out. I've like I'm like ex- I, like I have movies now that I need to go see. You know what I mean? Like there are movies in theaters that I are there movies in theaters right now that you want to see? What yeah, I mean, like, I really want to see Together Together, that Ed Helms movie. Um, yeah. I've heard pretty solid things about it, and I really wanted to see it at Sundance, and I ended up not choosing it, and I should have, in hindsight. Oh, we did Sundance. Yeah. And I was literally sitting there in the car. Do you remember? Like, we were, like, on the phone, and we were, like, talking about what you had already you had already said that you were going to watch. Um, on the count of three. Yeah, on the count of three. And I was, like, I'm deciding between this Ed Helms comedy and this other movie and i picked this other movie and it ended up being kind of dog shit would you watch again it's called uh coda? No, no i wish i saw coda i really you know and they keep having these have you, like google has these commercials now yes, have you seen and it's that. coda yeah. right so every time i see it i'm like damn i really i can't wait till coda comes out because i want to see it um what was i watching that, that but no i saw how it ends oh i don't it remember was, that one i mean it you'll never probably you'll, you'll probably never see anything about it <laughs> ever i it was bad it was like a it was like five skits about pandemic life it's like pandemic life i didn't know what it was about you know you know i don't do like any research into what the film's about um it just like it was in the time slot that i liked and it sounded good um but did not did not click for me but yeah dude like i want to see together together um and like even that just like that's a movie that i want to see in theaters that i haven't seen um that i'm like excited to to like do and there's that new there's that new animated movie on is it netflix right netflix, the yeah. mitchell versus mitchell's machines. first machines which i've heard is not bad at all i've heard it's actually decent yeah very good actually yeah it's sony animation right they do good stuff yeah yeah so i want to see that i'm trying to think is anything else new that's what i'm saying like you i don't know a quiet place dude i mean a quiet place 2 comes out in in two weeks and i know you didn't you don't you didn't care for the first one but but i loved the first one and i'm sure they're gonna you didn't see the first one no you should see it you know just i mean regardless of whether you like i mean leave no trace for me or like paired together for some reason i feel like they're the same movie well because i think they were in your top couldn't be for i mean but you talk about those two really they were my like daughter movies one in one in three movie of the year um, that year, yeah. But, but I pair them could, together for some reason. You, they you could be a lot more different. Friends. He's he's not. Yeah, totally they they could be a lot more different. But they come on, tonally they like could not. Sure. Oh me, you haven't seen Leave No Trace, dude. Don't. You're not gonna get like on. it. You're not Don't gonna like it. But I need me you to watch it. Seeing a movie. You want me to it's watch. just you know how much I talk about them. Like you know what I mean. Um, and then Omar you know like funny. I was didn't like it very much, and so 
I figured you'd want to like weigh in. I was actually listening to my my top ten show that you know about that I talk about all the time, and they were mm-hmm. doing uh, father daughter movies, and they talked about Leona Trace, and I was like, damn, that's that sounds like a really good movie. I just I, I didn't really connect with me when I saw it, but I feel like if I rewatch it, it might be uh, my they really they were like selling it hard. They really like it, so dude, it's know. so good. It was so good on a rewatch too, man. So I didn't good. know you saw it again. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. think Ben Foster is one of the best working actors so and thomason mckenzie's my favorite young actress she's awesome she's in jojo right yes she was she was in jojo um but anyways that's enough of that let's let's get into the the meat and potatoes for this week um so if you did not tune in last week we decided to do a revisit basically so for our race last week we each picked one movie that we had seen and liked that the other two the other two had not seen right exactly loved not even like loved right right like one of your favorites that the other two have not seen and so um it'd be a revisit for one person the other two would get to to watch for the first time and we kind of see how that goes um my pick one it was hoop dreams for those of you that don't know hoop dreams is a documentary came out in 1994 directed by steve james it's a documentary that follows the lives of two uh, african-american kids living in illinois um chicago in chicago yeah like living in the inner city the chicago. Of chicago yeah um and it follows them from freshman year until senior year and their lives and their families and how it changes and it kind of centers around basketball um because they're both kind of like up-and-coming talents in the chicago high school basketball scene um i watched this movie for the first time five years ago 2016 um, I remember very clearly I started at 1 a.m. This is a three-hour movie. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like laying in bed and I was like, I, I want to watch this movie. And I like put it on, was up, and you know, finished it at 4.30 and I didn't care. Um, absolutely adored it. Um, Wait, you started super late at night, you said? Yeah, I started at 1 a.m. the first time I saw it. Um, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was fun because, you know, this time around, I watched it literally doing the same thing, laying in my same bed in my same room like just you know five years later totally different life circumstances but and and that that that, that served to be a kind of interesting dynamic i was like sitting here and i was like damn this is kind of a little like deja vu um but i'm 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 very i'm very excited and interested to hear your your guys's your guys's thoughts because i this movie did nothing but improve for me on a second watch i mean this movie is 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 it's it is top notch. I think it's I think it's probably my favorite documentary ever made. I, I think it's I think it is so 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 good. So I was actually because I had a light day at work today, just on YouTube, a lot of Sopranos material. But I ended up watching Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese and Roger Ebert like to, like randomly came across their top ten of the nineties. And guess who's number one was uh roger ebert's number one yeah, movie of the 90s movie. adores this movie it was his favorite he's movie Ch- he's i'm not saying that's the reason but mm-hmm. he is also from chicago as well so absolutely yeah he, he but, like uh, he when the movie came out he like he was like championing this movie like yeah. on on tv when you know when when ebert and siskel were a huge deal right and everyone tuned in to watch what they had to say you know ebert said this is this is one of the greatest films made about american life ever ever made about american life it was supposed to be a 30 minute tv special it was supposed to be just a 30 minute like tv tv short just about these kids in that summer before freshman year 
and they they were so in love with it that they they had to stretch it out into a three hour long well, documentary. Fun, yeah. And they didn't even have like they were filming the entire freshman year without knowing if they had funding for the next. Well, they also three years. they also did like from the my Wikipedia page is like they only did a couple days for freshman, sophomore, and junior. Twelve. Year. Yeah, for each year, and then once they showed a like a, I think that thirty minute feature like people. Then they got funding for senior year, and they were able to do a whole, actually, a whole year for senior. Yeah, they, they filmed like two days in the summer before freshman year, and then they filmed eight days of freshman year. They filmed twelve days of sophomore year, and then they got funding for the next two years. But it wasn't a whole lot, but it was enough for them. They filmed like twenty something days of junior year, and then they got a boatload of funding. So they filmed like eighty days of senior year. Um, That's interesting. It didn't to me. It didn't feel no. like certain years had more like exact you know not necessarily just funding but like time dedicated it, to them. Like it, felt, it felt very balanced yeah very balanced very cohesive um so like knowing the background behind it i think it makes it you know like even all the more impressive i think like omid said i mean it, it does come from like a tv it was it was meant to be a tv special so i do think especially maybe a little bit in the beginning it feels very tv-esque um yeah. but i i think it kind of works for the film and like i would I think I would disagree. I think I do think with that mindset, you get that idea. It's very like knowing after, but it's also like for a three hour movie about literally two families in America, it's a good way to introduce these characters. And like, yeah, only totally so I'm not going to like, I'm not going to demean it because it comes off TV yet, but like, how else are you going to introduce a whole family, a bunch of family like well, this? I don't think it's a content thing. I think it's a stylistic thing. Like I totally felt that not just in the first 30 minutes, I feel like the whole thing has like an aura of like TV special to it. And I mean, I'll let the cat out of the bag. I'm probably going to be like the lowest on this movie. I really liked it. Um, why are you rolling your eyes? Because I thought I didn't know you. I, I, it, I rolled my eyes before you said I still really liked it. I uh, thought I, I rolled my eyes when I heard you say I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here. And I thought yeah, you were like, so like, I was like, maybe shit on this. No, I, I, it's, it's, it's. Well, honestly, that's very, what we kind of wanted. That was the theme. It was like, hopefully one person doesn't like it and the person that's defending. But I didn't not like no, it. I know. I, I know. I'm Don't just paint me into a corner. Um, I don't but, fucking like this movie, bitch. No, I just uh, it was it's a very well made documentary. I just think I, that was one thing that stuck out to me. It was like it feel, you know, the I think there's some elements of the the '90s stuff that feels charming and like really cool and like I love the music. Dude, how good like, is the music? I, 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 if you were shitting on the music, I would I would have hung no, up and I would but, quit but the podcast. Yeah, I just think there it does feel like an extended TV special at times, and I think that like the it's as like a as like a whole a, a whole product it's like it's a little bit more something that i just appreciate than i like enjoy which is surprising because i think i i don't know if this omi's gonna like throw his arms in the air about this but i think i'm the biggest basketball fan here in terms of like NBA. um i'm going yeah. to uh... i mean he is dude come on yeah I, what, I, what, I, are we th- what what are you talking about you you decided to become a, a brooklyn nets actual fan this year because oh, are you, you, are you finally oh, good. No. No. Oh, no 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 oh, oh, no I, I do want to let you know I've been a f- okay. Oof, oof. Okay. There's also two types of basketball. I'm a bigger college basketball fan. And I'm honestly, not talking about college though. I'm talking about. But NBA. honestly, honestly, whole, I'm a bigger. What is this whole movie about at the end of the day? It's not about going to college. It's I'm about a, getting to the I'm NBA. I'm a bigger. So that's I'm the also a big. I, okay. Wow. I can't. You know when we got KD and Kyrie that day. You know how many people texted me being like, "Well done. You deserve it. Fuck out of here. Don't say I'm a bandwagoner." From 2009, the first NBA game I went to, sure. in Izod Center, East Rutherford, New Jersey, with the 
with the New Jersey Nets. Hey, uh, b- bless up, you know, New don't, Jersey. Don't, Y'all gonna get no. the Nets back, you know? Don't, don't, don't. You, you, you got yourself in trouble, buddy. You got yourself I, in trouble. Don't I, say I that. I knew you were gonna throw a fit about it. Don't say it. that. What saying, are you? Who's your, you? You don't. I never. Well, I, I am a Wizards fan because I live in. I've never heard you talk basketball. But That's I don't good. even. It's not even like a more like oh about follow, my loyal. It's not about my loyalty to my mm-hmm. team. You're you're a bigger Nets fan than I'm a Wizards fan, but I think I just follow the NBA more than you I do. I follow it, but I don't like I'm not Exactly. You just answered my questions. Thank no, you. I thought fo- <laughs> talking of no because you paint Okay. No. I'm very offended by that comment. We can okay. move on. That's not part of that's it's not a sports podcast. It's okay. Well, it, well but we're talking sports today. But well, anyway, well, so that's a bad take on your end, so. Okay. And Keon, if you listen to this, you you roast Omar's ass. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for that. But my point in saying that is just that, like, I I think that, uh, you know, conceptually, the fact that this is a movie that, like, is about the whole sort of, like, the, the dream of getting to the NBA and the fact – I love the idea of this movie in the sense that, like, people don't talk about the, the, the guys that are, like, you know, scouted by these high schools, colleges, or they're the next big thing, and then guess what? They don't make it to the league. Like, it's uh, – that's why the last – I think it's literally the last line of the movie when he's, like – talking about how people say, you know, when you get big, like, don't forget about me. And he's like, well, if I don't, don't forget about me. me. And I thought that was awesome. Like that, that kind of epitomized the whole movie in a line. Um, It's, I I really enjoyed it. It's just like, I think it did. I did feel the length personally. I I, kind of had to take a break in the middle and be like, all right, I'll come back to it after. Just didn't feel like the kind of thing I needed to sit through the full three, two hours and 52 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's, it's a, it's a very revolutionary documentary. It's ahead of its time. The whole kind of growing with people thing has become more of a thing, I think, or became more of a thing after this movie. Um, so it was, it was crazy, a bold idea That's, for isn't them to Boyhood do it. one of your favorite movies too. That it is. Both of these are probably like two of my, you know, in my, in my, in my all time like top forty list. Um, I see why. Yeah, I mean, but I guess. What, when know. did that thing come out? You know that thing where it's like this. It's like essentially Boyhood, but before Boyhood, it's like it's it's seven something, seven something. It's called. It's like a. It's like these little like vignettes. I think that follow people like over the course of their lives, and they filmed. Oh, like, oh yes, seven years. When every what's from there were four in the UK. I've I've seen parts of this with my dad when I was younger. Like, is it fourteen British? to twenty? It is British. It's British. Oh, okay. it's British or. Pennsylvania. For some reason, I'm gonna. But I know what you're talking about. I think that came out. I think that was a TV special in the UK, BBC that came out every seven years. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. now that sounds right. A BBC special. And then but they put, and then they made it a movie. Like, was it good? Like, I haven't seen it, but I've I just, seen parts like, of it. That was like Boyhood before Boyhood, but yeah. now everyone only talks about how Boyhood is the only thing to ever do like the twelve years thing. Um, but this was this kind of did that concept too before. Like it was so weird seeing like remembering what they looked like when they were in middle school versus like when they're you know well that's my that's my favorite thing about not okay it's it's tough to say my favorite thing about this movie um and i got a lot to a lot to kind of unpack in, in what you just said but but that last part right like it's so absolutely it it is so jarring watching the first five ten minutes of this movie and and specifically with with arthur right so you know, we have we have Arthur and we have William here. Again, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen this, just heads up, right? So we have we have Arthur and we have William. And 
at the start, like the first time you see Arthur, you know, like he's born on the court, he's baby faced, he can't be taller than like five three, five four, you know what I mean? Like this kid is tiny. He's got a cute little baby face. He 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 he, he like is very you know polite and and just just like a very like sweet kind of neighborhood as kid, and then we watch him over four years just grow more and more you know, kind of angry and, and beaten down by his surroundings and a lot more jaded with everything that happens with his father and, and everything that happens at the at the, the Catholic school. And then he gets kicked out of the Catholic school, basically, because his family can't pay. And he wears all of these, like, these taxing events just on his face. And he grows and by the end of the movie, or not even, like, at the end of the movie, but before he even, like, goes off to, to, to Jugo, he's this, like, very mature, but, like, so starkly different than than just visually than he was he just seems so much more run down and it's like that's the wear that living in that sort of environment can take on a kid like that and like dealing with all of that shit you see it on his fucking face dude like it it it, it, he he goes from this like very fun loving like you know cute little kid to this this you know adult like this 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 grown-ass adult who looks like you know he, he is like just pent up with anger and, and you don't blame him because you see everything that happens to him over the years and it's just it's it is so jarring when you have the flashbacks at the end right it's like it's him but right that, now yeah, and but it flashes back i don't know i think that that's interesting because i think that he always had like kind of like an like he was a troublemaker he was kind of yeah, a clown but it was like know, it was like a like, cute yeah like he like he always had he like, kind character. of like a he was like a rebellious person a kid like any like that just kind of maybe developed and got more sort of like severe but it was like he always seemed i feel like early on the they stressed like how he was like kind of you know he was obviously struggling in, insurmountably with school and um he just seemed like kind of like a rowdy kid. You know I, what I mean? I guess. I think there's a there's a marked difference in his demeanor. Like before the before the Catholic school and after the Catholic school. Right? I mean, like it, it is it is very stark. Like even when he's at the school and he's not doing super well and he's not getting playing time in the way that he thought he was going to, and he's you know, he's struggling in classes, he still like is very like mature they show him getting up at 5 30 a.m to travel an hour and a half to school at 14 years old you know what i mean and like they show him being this sort of like driven character and then once he gets you know once they kick him out because his family can't pay anymore he totally loses all that right and it's like he doesn't even put in any sort of effort into school he doesn't put effort into anything like he, he starts acting out a lot more and i don't i don't know i think like sure you could kind of see it earlier that he's like a troublemaker in that sense. But I still think it's like his path was not predetermined. You know what I mean? It's like all of these events just slowly start chipping away at his old personality into what it happens um, to be at the end of the movie. And then, you know, there's a I watched this. So I, I you know, I have the, the, the Criterion Blu-ray of this and it had a bunch of extras, which was fucking sweet. And one of them, and I, and I bet you could find this on like YouTube or something, is they did. No, they're very secure about those. Really? They're never on YouTube, yeah. That's crazy. So they there's like a you know where are they now basically, right? And it revisits Arthur and William. Um, I think they did it in 2012, I guess. So. Oh yeah. What is that like? You know, 18 years, 18 years since Hoop Dreams. And, you know, they're both grown-ass men, and they're like... And you can still kind of see their demeanors are, are totally... Like, William is still... He's a, he's, a, he's a preacher, 
He's right? a creature, he's, yeah. Yeah, and so he's very, he's reserved, and it Gentle goes giant. through, what? Gentle giant type. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it talks about, you know, like, that was even, like, a later revelation, you know what I mean? Like, he, like, made a lot of money and then lost a lot of money through, you know, making a lot of bad choices and but he's still with the girl that he was with initially you know what i mean like he, he he's a loving a loving father and you have arthur you know his his dad ends up getting shot like um so his dad dies and and it's just all of this shit but he's still doing his thing he's he's a motivational speaker you know what i mean like he has his hustles and you know he tries to make a streetwear brand and it was just a really cool it was like 40 minutes and it i don't know i loved it because it I don't know. It's just so real. It was. It's. It's. It's just so real, and that's the whole movie. Like, Omid, you said it just like earlier that Arthur is kind of like a better character than William is in the movie. That's and, that, that doesn't mean I didn't like. No, 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 no. And I, I, I know, I know that you're not coming from, but yeah, it just he. If you were to cast someone, I think whoever casted Arthur got a promotion compared to the person who cast. Yeah, him. I, I mean, Arthur was a lot more charismatic in front of the camera, and his story to a lot of people would you would probably say is more interesting um and so i agree with you that i think arthur is probably the more compelling character in the film but you think yeah i on do on paper i think well because the thing no about no no william. what do you mean when you say on i mean like on like i'm saying like that william went to the he was one of the best 100 high school like basketball players in the country Did you like, see him in an appearance at that camp yeah uh joan howard yes wow. yeah look at mr college basketball over dude here. they were all there coach k was there no but no joan so howard as Weber. a player yeah it was young joan howard Weber. yeah before they went to mish um the little the little spike lee cameo too yeah. yes but that's what I mean is like is just that he was part of that like he was he's like the bigger prospect obviously like so you could say but I get what you're saying about their demeanors and their personality like he's a lot more reserved when mm -hmm. he was like kind of just like he's not he doesn't have that like edge and charm that yeah. Arthur does. I literally just mean like on the camera like yeah he, you his storyline seems to come off as a little more engaging but mm -hmm. to me I mean what makes Hoop Dream so special and why I think when Eber, you know, says what he says, it's, it, 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 it is American life in a film, is all of our side characters are so, so good. And, and like, specifically, you have Arthur's dad, Bo, and you have William's brother, Curtis. I mean, those two characters are phenomenal because we don't center on them, right? They come in and out of the story like they would in, in their lives. Like, there is, I'd love to get your guys' take on this. So, like, I know i i, I kind of knew you know i knew what happens but you have Bo, you have arthur's dad he's like involved and he's around in the beginning and then he leaves right he you know he goes to jail he becomes addicted to crack cocaine he like gets um you know he goes to jail for like, domestic charge. abuse yeah for battery and it really seems like and i remember the first time i watched it it seems like all right like that's he's done you know what i mean like he's like that's that character he served his purpose and now that character is in jail or whatever we're not going to see him again but then he comes back and he's now by the end of the movie he's right back where he was you know what i mean and like seeing that character's arc that like the arc of that man's life in the in the background not in the foreground of the movie right it's, it, this is all happening in the background same thing with curtis like you 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 kind of see him living through william and william's trying to like lift curtis up and do what curtis couldn't do and and, and all this shit it, it it's never the story's not about them explicitly because it's about the two but, but it is about everyone involved in their lives you know because it's this movie is not about basketball and i, I you know obviously that's like a super 
everyone's going to say that, obviously. You know, this isn't a basketball movie, right? This is a movie about life, about life in Chicago in the 90s, but not just that, just just even now, you know what I mean? For so many low-income or minority children in this in this country who feel that sports is their only way out to a better life, right? And in a nutshell, that's what this movie is exploring. It's that whole mindset, which is just so pervasive in the inner cities. Um, Rap or go to the league. Isn't that like a thing? Yeah, it's like rap, go to the league, or, you know, you live in the streets forever. And that's kind of, you know. I think it's also kind of of interesting we watch this. I think it's interesting we watch this the week of the NFL draft because you can, you always get these highlighted stories being like, wow, look at this kid. He came like from racks to riches. But then there's so many other kids who don't even get drafted who have very similar stories. You'll never hear about those. Exactly. Yeah. For for every you know LeBron James or or Zion Williamson or your huge high school players, right? I remember you know you always watch the high school stars. I remember, and you see these highlights like, damn, this kid's gonna be huge. For every you know guy that makes it to the league, there are thousands of those kids that never make it. I mean, think about where you guys. I mean, Omar, maybe not you, but like Omi. Like, think about the star players in Westchester, you know, high school basketball. Like I remember the South well, Jersey stuff. Well, hey, we, we've got a people who's tied Jerome. That's not the point, you, but you know saying. what I mean? Sure. But, but think about how every year there are like four or five really, really good kids. And you're like, there's no way that kid doesn't make it. This guy's a stud. This guy's a stud. This guy's a stud. Cause that's what it feels like. But then they, none of them make it because that's just the nature of professional sports. But people don't see that because all they do is on draft day, like they see all of these kids and their success stories and they completely forget about all of the other kids who, who don't make it. This movie, you're watching it, and I remember the first time I watched it, it feels absolutely inevitable that William's going to make the league. And maybe, like, you think that he's not going to because it's a movie, and obviously, like, that'd be, like, whatever. But I remember I'm watching this movie. I'm like, it's a documentary, and this kid's good. Like, this kid, you know what I mean? Like, you see the talent there. He gets recruited at a young age. He's a McDonald's All-American. I mean, you can't, that's, there's no higher honor for a, a, a high school basketball player. Dude, it's a, that's it, it, I don't know if they called it McDonald's back then. What? But it's, what do you mean? That camp wasn't a McDonald's. All- that was the All American camp. Yes, it was. Yeah, but that's not becoming a McDonald's All American. No, uh, that was Sorry, the All. Okay, right. we, we don't need to get into this. But right. Yeah. Top one hundred players in the country. Sure. Yes. Get invited to All American camp. Okay. I mean, do you want to argue that? Because that's that's no, a fact. Um, can't argue. Okay. That. No, no. We're out, never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> so it just feels inevitable that that it's going to happen and you see it on the screen because he's fucking good. I mean, you watch it and they're both good. You know what I mean? That's another thing. Like the basketball is all, you know, I'm a sucker. You know, we'll talk about sports movies, but just love, love the the whole sports dynamic that you, that you get here. And, you know, there's the struggles and, and fighting to win a championship and, you know, how much it means to these kids to just win the games. You know what I mean? But it just feels like he's going to do it. And then he doesn't, right? He gets hurt. And then he loses his drive to play, and you know one thing leads to another, and he doesn't make it. And that happens but all it, the time, and no yeah, one thinks. But about it kind of like it depends on where you're coming at as an audience member. Like I feel like any of us, even if we had watched this movie, like let let's say we, you know, we all followed the NBA NBA enough that if this was our first time watching the movie, we would have known that these guys never made it. Like we 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 would we you though? Well, there no, is no way no, that you would no, know like with that. the, the that, name of some like. 12th yeah. man on the bench that played for like two years in the league in 2004. You know yeah. what I mean? In There's our, no, no way. I'm saying in our 
in our generation, like if we had grown, if we had watched this, if we had been older and we had watched this movie, like when it came out, we when it like, came in ninety in ninety four, yeah. when they were still yes. in college. Yeah, I'm saying like like our like our generation of basketball. You know, if there was a hoop dreams in twenty twenty one, like and we're watching it about, we some, would know. You know we yeah, would we know would. like these guys didn't make it to the league. Well, uh, but I'm, what I say that just to say that like I don't think it really matters because right. I think it works. The movie worked probably for a lot of people who have like just watched this as like a, a documentary don't know anything about the nba and are like oh yeah these guys must make it to the league oh they don't but even if you watch it with that knowledge it's still such an interesting portrayal and um what i was going to say about omid your point about the draft i agree because it's also just so interesting to watch this movie came out obviously what 27 years ago now and there's still like you know there's a, there's been a big conversation in the last couple of years about especially about i think like um athletes getting more political and speaking up about social issues and all that kind of stuff. And this whole kind of weird, bizarre concept of like ownership and, and like that there is in sports and with athletes. And it's just like, you can see that 27 years ago, they're talking about that in this movie. Like they're talking about how it's like, all we are to these people are commodities. Like we are, they value us and they put all this, like they love us so much because of our talent. If we weren't talented, like these coaches and these these like owners and whatever, like don't give a shit about us. And they know that. Like that's what they're saying. That's what they're addressing in this movie. And it's like nothing has changed. You mm -hmm. watch the draft, I feel like, and I don't know, say what you will, but I just think like they cut to a all white staff room of like these guys who's just like, Oh, we got our guy. And it's just like it's, it's somebody it's, was like it's still no, it still has a weird feeling to it. I feel like we're we're still a little far out from like kind of getting away from it's just kind of like a ugh, it's like an icky thing about sports that uh you know the nature of like owner like owners athletes etc and you know lebron talks about it and lebron gets shit on because he can't have a political opinion because he's an athlete mm -hmm. and the whole shut up and dribble thing it's like i hate that shit it's just like you know so stupid so hopefully we're getting to a change in that but um i yeah i i i hear you and it's like like, I, you know, I alluded to it earlier, but, like, the Spike Lee cameo, he's in the movie for, like, 10 seconds, you know what I mean? It's, like, a 15-second speech that all the kids at the camp are getting. You could take those exact words and that exact speech and then plop it into this year's, you know, All-American camp, and it would be so in place. Yeah. Right? And that's, like, that's so... I don't know. What I found, what I found really... That I didn't realize the first time, I guess, that I watched this movie, and I only realized it because I watched that, like, extra 40-minute documentary like where are they now is how big this movie was when it came out like how yeah. big of a phenomenon hoop dreams was and these guys were like they say it you know they're like it was a blessing and a curse like it was a blessing because of the money that it helped me and my family like i was able to you know buy a house and move my family out of chicago or do this or do that you know but he's like but it's also a curse you know what i mean like people just wanted me around because it was the guy in hoop dreams you know what i mean like and arthur talks about this a lot because william you know kind of gave up on the nba dream you know what i mean but Arthur kept still wanting to do it and he was like yeah all of these like you know other types of, of basketball leagues they all wanted me on their team and then they would just give me a contract and then they put me on the bench and they only wanted me because I was in hoop streams and they'd sell tickets or the Globetrotters like they wanted me but then I didn't play with the Globetrotters I was just on the Globetrotters so they could say the kid from hoop streams was here you know what I mean and so that does that does a number and the craziest thing I, I this is like a like a small tangent but I think you guys are gonna find this interesting if you didn't like read about it after is they talk about this in this documentary william when he was 27 or 28 and mj had left the nba 
right, went to play baseball and then wanted to come back to the NBA. I saw this, yeah. William knew MJ and trained with him. He was one of the first guys to go back and train with MJ when MJ was trying to get back into basketball shape. And he was so good. He, he took, he like stopped working and he spent a year getting back into basketball shape because he said, he was like, I want to do this now. Like, I want to see if I can make the league. William said this. And so he kind of used being at this camp with MJ as like a test for him. And he was playing with a bunch of like NBA players, like old retired and current players that MJ was bringing in to, to you know, practice with. And MJ was like, William was tearing it up with all of them. Like, he was totally on board, and whatever team signed MJ, he was going to, like, have them also sign William. He was that good. Wow. And then a week before, he broke his foot, and he never played basketball again. Really? Oh, I did not know that. That's super interesting. Holy it, shit. Dude, and, and, like, if you can read about it, like, it, it, it was the craziest part of this post-documentary. It's like, this kid was so good, and he was still that good after having not played for five years. And then just got right back into it and was playing on the level of Michael Jordan. Or not like obviously on Michael Jordan's level, but like enough to practice with Michael Jordan and like hold his own against these NBA players. And it's just so crazy how all of these kids, all of these college kids that have this talent, these top recruits, they all have it, right? And for one thing or another, they fail. And it's because you put so much pressure on these kids at 19, 20 years old to like not fuck up. Can you imagine that? Like Dude, I mean, have- when he bricked those two free throws, I was like, Fuck. That it's my like, it's like that's, that's my favorite part it's crushing and 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 my favorite part of the movie and like i wrote this down i know i know this while i was watching i didn't notice it the first time is that the whole movie the whole point is that like arthur is like this this really flashy player you know what i mean he's really streaky he gets real hot but then he gets real cold he doesn't really play with his head he just has a, he, you know he's just super talented William is just everything. You know what I mean? He's he's rock solid. They, they they say he's incredible at the free throw line. You know what I mean? Like he makes all his shots. He doesn't get into foul trouble. Like he's a, he is a, a perfect player. And in their two biggest moments in that senior season, William bricks both free throws and they lose. And Arthur makes both free throws and they make it downstate. Yeah. And it is such a it's it's it is a total role reversal totally unintentional because this is a doc you know what i mean it's like you can't write that because yeah. if you write it it feels bullshit mm-hmm. but it's it, it happened it was when it when when he missed those free throws and then when when arthur makes the two my mind i just like i was like holy shit it's like they do this total reversal now arthur's trying really hard he's putting his 100 into it and he's not getting any looks and anything but he's balling his ass off and he gets him down state and he's one of the best players in the state in that whole tournament you know what i mean he drags that bum team to third place Williams on this star-studded team, and they can't even win a they can't even win a sectional championship. Well, did you see that one guy? Me and my brother were like watching the movie together. And we were joking about that one white kid on one of the that William played. Yeah, the, was he was gross. like seven feet tall. Yeah. I was like, how did that dude not make it to the league? Like that guy was insane. And f- I'm so happy you said that because like my 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 final like crazy thing is a lot of this movie we have a lot of especially junior and senior season we have a lot of basketball right and it's a lot of basketball and they talk a lot about you know this star player going up against this star player and this star player not a single player that they talked about or showed became anything of of importance in the nba but they all looked so good they all looked so good you know what i mean and so it just it just really hammers home like how ridiculously hard how how like luck based it is that you actually make it and and get to achieve that dream 
because all of these people are they're so talented and it's just like well you're right though yeah you're uh, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off um, no okay, go. i was gonna say you're right though about like you look at high, like i feel like everyone in high school has like the those kids are like that kid's gonna be like a bit like there was a kid that i went to high school with that ended up like riding the bench i think for iona um hey but, my sister yeah but like in high school, do we like we were like this kid? Like we would just sit. Like people would come to like watch him just like recreationally play like on at recess. Like mm-hmm. like the younger kids, like early high school, late middle school, would like come just sit on the grass and just like watch him like play. Um, because like he was just like he was like a phenomenon, and mm-hmm. we were like this kid's going to the league, and you know he made it to a, a good school like and everything. But division he, now one, he's, yeah. He's not playing basketball anymore. I'll tell you that much. Like, right. it's what happens. That's just how it goes, and it happens everywhere, dude. But you know, there's a lot of basketball in the movie. But again, I mean, this movie is like it is so much more than basketball, and it is like such, such a like. I don't even know if I'd call it like an indictment, because it's not like trying to be. It's not an expose. You know what I mean? It's not trying to like reveal the dirty underbelly of anything. It just shows us this is what life is like for these. For these people at this time in this place you know and i think it's just so it is it is so powerful everyone's just doing their best you know what i mean like they are all you know both of their mothers are just they're just doing their fucking best to try and make their kids lives better than theirs were you know and then the two of them talk about it in the in this you know extra documentary is that all they want to do is now give their kids a better life and that's i don't know it's just so real i think this movie is is so real it's it's heartbreaking and beautiful at the same time and and you know who i who i really didn't like who in terms of like side characters the The coach coach. yeah he sucks that's the point he's he's, uh, yeah i'm not saying it's he's everything wrong with high school sports you know who reminded me of ness who bob hurley (laughs) interesting he just like dude pingator gets he gets he is exactly what's wrong with high school sports you know he talks about that he cares about these kids, but he clearly doesn't give a but shit. But that's what I'm saying. He's like he's the the epitome of what I was talking about before about like you're like kind of like exploiting or or, or or taking advantage of these kids' talents like when they're when they're good for you and like when they'll get your team far. But like he wasn't he wasn't willing to like you know make any kind of accommodations for Arthur to let him stay in that school and like whatever and like because he wasn't good enough, right? Financially support him because he wasn't good enough. Like even though he like was backing this kid and he loved him, whatever. And, and I feel like even Arthur, I, I can't remember how clearly like or explicitly he says something about it, but it's like, it feels like he knew that, you know, and like that it was like, that was obvious to him. And Dude, he literally like, said it. He said it in the sophomore season when he's back at, I can't remember the school name, but the public school that he goes to. He literally says, he's like, if I was better, I'd still be at, at St. Joseph's, right? I think yeah, that's what it was called. Saint Saint Joseph's, I, yeah. I'd still be there if I was good enough because they would have found a way. But because I wasn't good enough, then oh you can't pay now like now you can't you can't stay exactly yeah and it's it's just so revealing and you're right that character and like that character and i guess it's not character it's a guy you know i mean like this guy like this this fucking dude he's like he's not like a a bad bad dude you know what i mean like he's just have these moments where he like clearly he thinks what he's doing is the best way to get these kids to the next level you know what i mean like this tough love and and that whole thing and it's just i don't know it's just you watch it and it seems so tone deaf but i can totally see like in real life how he thinks that that's the best way to do it because he wins well, a lot yeah you know what i, I mean? don't really think it seems tone deaf because uh, I, I don't know i think I mean, it does watch it through the screen i mean i'm not gonna like... speak for you guys but i feel like i've i've known coaches like that like like 
uh, like all the successful like a, high school coaches it, are. You know what I mean? Like it's that's such a an archetype not have that. of like mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna push you until you break because it's like that will make you the best version of yourself kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like yeah, that's I, a very <laughs> archetypal thing of like coaching. It is. Omar, I know you, you played sports in high school, so you actually not. I texted Ness in the movie. I was like, I forgot. Did you play? It was a scene where he's making them do sprints because it was like. Not saying character building or anything, but I was like, did Ness, did Ness do a sport where he had to endure this shit? Nope. And he did it. And I was like, okay, that kind of puts no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, what I, did you play where you had to do that? I, wrestling. I, you, oh, wrestling. I was thinking of tennis. I was like, well, that's not a team sport. Like, no, but wrestling, like holy, yeah. like that all day, all. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Sorry. Just what, good. Soccer. Well, I, my coach, the funny, like, uh, I have like my, my club coach and then my high school coach, my club coach was such a bum dude. He would just like, he, he would be the kind of person to be like, no, like you got to like make this move, like do this. And then he tries to demonstrate it and he like fails miserably. It's like, dude, you're like this like fat 40 year old bald guy. Like, like, like just accept what you got, man. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, he was, he was, he was such a dick. That's the only reason that it was like, we got so mad. Cause it was mm-hmm. just like, stop trying to like, like, but so many coaches are like that were like they're like out of shape and like whatever like they can't do the shit anymore but they have the iq they have the like, like back in my day you know what i mean like back yeah in my well, exactly day. i used to be able to do that like mm-hmm. maybe not now but yeah <laughs> like i was just annoying um so yeah i don't know i i guess i i'm like the the lowest on the movie just in terms of like i i liked it i liked what it had to say i think it's way ahead of its time just in terms of the movie itself the presentation everything about it like i thought it was very solid like rock solid, you know. I got you. Understood. Yeah, that's fine. I can't, you know. That's good. I wish you had more of a, an emotional connection, but. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing is, I feel like I read a lot of reviews and stuff. People being like, "Oh my god, I cried at this point, this point, this point." I never got like I was emotionally invested, but I never like got emotional. About really? It. I was, yeah. Yeah, dude. Did you when know? he, yeah, dude, like when he gets when William gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. it is so brutal because it's like yeah. he's finally getting back on track you know what i mean and then he gets hurt again and the scene i mean to me the, the saddest scene in the whole movie like the worst the worst scene in the whole movie is the scene when arthur is at the playground he's just shooting his around and his dad shows up and he hadn't seen his dad in like a year and his dad is clearly like oh yeah like unwell and it's just like on the playground to buy drugs and then he leaves didn't that feel like, a little weird to you just because it was like they were filming that in real time, like isn't that bizarre? Like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's so hard to show I mean, it, but it's like it's almost like it's a little ugly. You know what I mean? It's like it is that, ugly. Like they were, they were like highlighting this, but like there was there any intervention? You know, like do they have the right to intervene? I don't know, but right. it's just like it's it was just like it felt so grimy. I know that's what it's going for, but I was like, fuck, like that's that's dark as hell. Like, that's that's it's so like, dark. This kid's 15, up. and he hasn't seen his dad. He hasn't seen his dad in months. You know what I mean? And like. The first time he sees his dad in a while is like on a court to 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 buy drugs, and it's just like, fuck, man. You know, my, like I would say, like on the opposite side, to celebrate. One of my favorite scenes was when his mom passed and was the valedictorian of her. Almost cried that whole time too. Beautiful, just unbelievable, and like you want him to be more proud of her, but you get that it's tough. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. At well, that he, age, like, you're not really the, thinking. Nobody's about. in the crowd. At least he showed up because nobody else was in like the, the audience. And yeah, that's what was weird to me. It's like all these empty chairs. For, like, yeah, it was super you. weird. It looked like a midday week week the weekday during the middle of the day. So yeah, like... but I agree, dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like the moms in this movie, like both of them were like incredible. They were just like the nicest people, and like they're just like working their asses off to to, to 
just make ends meet you know and it's it's fucking heartbreaking that like these people have to go through that right and like struggle the lights get turned off for, their lights got turned off for a month the the documentarians they paid to have the lights turned back on or else they would not have had like electricity or gas in that house for like two months yeah but they're like but, you, know. you know another thing i was like kind of thinking about as i as i watched it was like because you talk about like the boyhood thing or whatever like it's one thing to to be acting over the course of many years and whatever but i was thinking like it must be so bizarre to just have a camera on you for all these formative like mm-hmm. moments of your life you know what i mean like it totally. must have been i wonder like that's like, i don't TV know show if really addressed in the in the after sort of like reunion type of sh- special but like it's so interesting to me that like the, these kids had a camera on them like mm-hmm. so much of their life because mm-hmm. obviously there's hours and hours of footage that they didn't use in this movie of course. Of and course. so like it's just like such an interesting concept that like they must have like they were just they had a spotlight on them for everything they did i wonder they, how that affected them mentally like psychologically for the yeah. rest of their lives i mean they they said they were like yeah like we were the original reality show like you look at you're keeping up with exactly. the kardashians and shit right now they're like but we were the originals like we were the first ones it's just like we weren't being aired like weekly you know what i mean it was just like when a movie came out but it was like we we're reality stars but like, like I, I was too. watching was crazy when i was watching that I, and, it, and it was awesome you know they both seemed to be doing really well you know what i mean like they had good heads on their shoulders and they were like you know they both they talk about it. like they were both like yeah like went through this dark time and did you know a b and c and like fucked up and i made bad decisions in life but like at the time that it was being recorded like it, it seemed like they were both doing like very fine um in life which is surprising because you're right you would expect that like that's pretty crazy having that this this camera crew just following you i'm not saying it would send them down some negative path no, the rest of just, i just mean like i wonder i'm sure there's like a, a psyche like that like there's like an impact of yeah. like that that you're just like kind of like, i don't know but i hear you but i don't know sports movies man i i love it i got i got nothing nothing else to say about it but i just this movie's on hbo max for everyone so if you if you want to give it a watch it's on there um you know recommend it i think you guys would, would recommend say it's it. like one of the most important american movies of all time and i can't really argue that cannot cannot argue it um it is a very just i don't know real it's just real it's such a real movie straight up straight up and the jazz dude oh my god i know we oh, the jazz about the is awesome i know we talked about it but like it's just so this whole movie well i was when i was talking about the music being good i was actually more talking about like the 90s like like funk type of like like uh upbeat shit like that i loved all of it was good even like the the hoop dreams like whatever that hoop shit dreams. like at the beginning the music dude there's a music <laughs> video on here i didn't look at it but there's there's a music video for that song oh there is on this awesome. Blu-ray. i gotta watch it um but yeah dude it's it feels so 90s it really yeah, it does. does the whole movie but in like a charming in a way. charming way not in like a ugh, like this is like old like i don't know well, 80s 90s it's a bit of 80s too yeah yeah i mean 80 starts, starts 80, in 88, 80, 80, 88 right 88 89 90, 91 well <sighs> let's uh let's transition on over to our little top three list then we got as we said we're doing top three sports movies um you know touched on this i guess i actually was this were we recording when i said this but like Oh yeah, we did. It's like such a broad topic, but I feel like as I started to do research, I was like, I have like a set kind of like six or seven that I could have chose from that were in contention. So I can talk about honorables later, but 
I'm I do wonder if there's going to be crossover. I'm doing straight nostalgia here. Really? Literally, so you you ended up going nostalgia? Except for one is a more recent, but that's my three. But my top two, straight nostalgia, nothing will ever beat it. My number one is going to be shocking. I don't care. Was it going to be Space Jam? <laughs> you think I like Space Jam? Dude, people love like, Space Jam. I, and that's, and it's a travesty because it's a much but better movie. that's an ultimate nostalgia movie. movie. That's a much, no, nostalgia. for people our generation, is a much better one. You'll see. That's, I think you know what it is. Yeah. Interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, I like. I alluded to it earlier. I really kept going back and forth between nostalgia or like movies I've seen a little more recently that I like know are actually like very good films that maybe like if you haven't seen these other movies... You don't like him as much. Dude, I it's your list. Like what? It's your list. Like exactly. So know? I totally, I totally got a mix. I'll, I'll, I'll get this right off the bat, though. I should just say up front. The first thing is I did not consider documentaries, so Hoop Dreams is not on my list. Um, I just but didn't. it would have been probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were too many. Like when we talked, when we were talking, when we were floating around, like you know, preliminary before we even came up with anything, when we were talking about. In the group chat, like sports documentaries, you know, me was like 30 for 30s. That's exactly what came to my mind. So it's like, it's tough for me to include these movies with like 30 for 30s or like the secret base stuff. You know what I mean? Like history of Seattle Mariners would be like probably number one thing, you know, because it's just so incredible. It, it, oh, me, it, it, it was, it, it, that, that oh, is so, my so, God. so good. I think this, oh, they just, I meant to send this to you today. They did it at Bartolo, Bartolo, Bartolo Cologne Home Run. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you watched yeah. So sorry, I don't know you're a fellow subscriber of uh, First Base. First Base? Secret Base? Secret Base, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did not include documentaries in here. It just would have been too difficult, um, especially with 30 for 30s. But if you haven't seen the 30 for 30 Benji, highly recommend it. It's my favorite. It's awesome. Um, also about inner city basketball, high, uh, high school basketball player. Um, so that's one. And then two is I am not putting Rudy on my list. Uh, I'm retiring. I am retiring Rudy from from my talk here. Um, so it's your kind list of isn't valid. No, no, no. Because Rudy is Rudy is number one. Whatever. Sure. But I talk about Rudy enough, so I had to I had to retire. It's like if we have another list and like Whiplash is going to be up there or like La La Land. It's like I've talked about those movies ad nauseum on this on this podcast. So I'm 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 moving them into a soft retirement. Uh, not a hard retirement, but a nice, a soft, you know, I love you and I love you so much that I'm going to give you a break. So those are my, those are my two caveats that I just want to But I already get. have a feeling that you're going to do a repeat on this show. I, I might, but I There's feel like. There's a movie that you've talked about on the show that I could I find very hard to believe. Yeah. Bring up again. Or well, I'll tell you, it's, I'll tell you it's one of the five that I, that I really considered. Uh, uh, well, let's, let's, let's stop dilly-dallying around. Omid, kick us off. Okay, all my movies have like either songs or sayings attached to them. So this first one is Show Me the Money. Show me the motherfucking money. And it's uh Jerry Maguire uh, is my three. Um, this is a more not recent one. Yeah, I watched it within the past two years. I was looking at the other ones and like a lot of them a lot of I haven't really watched like a sports movie. Like a sports movie where at this age where it's like, oh I'm watching for the movie. A lot of these are very like nostalgic or sentimental and Jerry Maguire is one of those that I watched at an older age and mm-hmm. sure it's not exactly about sports or team dynamics but it still deals with sports as a sports agent who's the tries to start his own business and deals with all these different athletes and personalities and a love story in between and it just works <laughs> Tom Cruise is really good Cuba Gooding Jr. incredible and he won an Oscar for it um but yeah 
that's that's my pick. Number number three is uh, Mr. Jerry Maguire. And I don't think either one of have either one of you watched it. I have not I've seen, seen Jerry like, Maguire. Many scenes from it, but I've seen like the, all the famous scenes. That scene, I've seen the "You Complete Me" scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which, out of context, really makes me not want to watch the movie. But... No, it's it's you got both of you would really like it. Really? No, it's a special. I think you would like it a little bit more than a. I haven't both. seen a single Cameron Crowe movie, so. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, you would, yeah, you guys would really like it. You guys should have, maybe I should have done that. Uh, whatever. Anyways, I did. Jerry Maguire is my uh, number three. Very nice. Um, all right, I'll go ahead and, and give my number three. Um, my number three, a little more recent. Um, came out in twenty eleven. My my number yeah. three is Money is Ball, Moneyball. Yeah. Um, oh, what? Oh, never mind. What did you think going, it was? I thought you were going down a different direction. No. Um, Moneyball. Don't 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 worry, Omar. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 2011 <laughs> was a good year for sports movies. That um, is. Oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Moneyball. Moneyball is my number three. Um, the Bennett Miller Billy movie, Bean. starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, about Billy Bean and the uh, the legendary Moneyball Oakland A's. Um, I just, dude, I I I really like this movie and. Do people still like this movie? I remember when the movie came out, people really yeah, people liked it. But I feel like people still don't, don't talk about it as much. So I wasn't sure if there's been like yeah. kind of like a shying no, away from this movie now. People still talk about it. This movie, the A, is probably Jonah Jonah Hill's best performance. Um, oh, I haven't seen it, but Wolf of Wall Street? Come on. Up there. Uh, same, same, sure, sure. Is it's he like, like playing the same character almost? <laughs> that's it. No, no. In this movie, he's like a, like a quiet, nerdy type of oh, okay. smart guy he's not like the the asshole donnie like you're right he's probably a little asshole. he's probably he's probably a little better with wall street but i just i love jonah hill in this type of role you know what i mean i mean he's just he's such a good actor and when like people take him out of like comedies even though he's a great comedic actor too he's a very good serious actor and so i love it and and obviously you know the the story we talked about this earlier i love baseball movies um this movie it has a questionable like emotional plot line put in father daughter right again yeah it's a father there's a father daughter my boy sorkin comes in again with this that, that a lot of people don't like i loved it i thought it was good um i got very emotional at the end of this movie um and it's just dude like the, not only is the acting really good but it's just a great sports story like like this open ace team is like you know overcoming the odds and, and and doing taking the scraps that no one else wanted and cobbling together a competitive team and not only a competitive team, a team that wins and wins a lot. It's just really good. And and I just think, like, as a movie and as a story, it's awesome. It looks really good. Omid alluded to it earlier. Like, it's it's, it's written by Sorkin, which, you know, is just, I'm going to love it anyway. Um, yeah, man. So there's just a lot of really good scenes in this movie that, that stick out to me. What are you saying? This one, by the way, is one of the ones that you're thinking of that was, like, a weird French title. What is it's it? Le Stratège. The strategy. The strategy. That's what it's called in French. Yeah. Remember, it was like you're like, what the? Yeah. yeah like, what I, is this? I feel like I, I would like this movie if I've if I. You haven't it, seen it, right? No, I I started it like years and years ago, and I just didn't finish it because I was just tired one night or something. This is mm-hmm. literally like when I was in high school, but I feel like it's the everything I've like heard about it and like just the the sense I get is like it's a baseball movie that you don't really have to. But like it's not a right. Yeah, it's not a baseball movie. <laughs> Honestly, would I compare this movie to? And maybe this is like a bad comparison, but when I think of this movie, I, I I think about the social network. I think this and the social network are like working in a, in a similar vein. And like, it's it's not so much about what's going on, it, like the the Facebook or you know baseball is kind of the vehicle to tell the story of these like 
people, right? Like these people-driven stories uh, about very passionate people like doing these things. And obviously they go down different different routes. And, but, but like that's – at the end of the day, that's what Moneyball is, right? It's just about these people. It's about, you know, Billy Bean, you know, or about Scott Hatterberg or whatever. And, and, and it's just – I don't know. It, it, it's a movie about people first. And I think it works really well. And it's just, it's like, just gripping. I love it. So that's, that's, that's my number three, uh, sports movie. Well, that might not be the last time that you hear about, uh, Bennett Miller. We'll see on my list. Um, Fox catcher. My number three. Fox catcher. Oh God. Can you, can you let me talk? We'll have a discussion there. My number three is an Omar pick. You guys are probably going to make fun of me. I think Nuss likes this movie. I don't know if Omid has seen it. Um, Dodgeball, the 2004, I think, Incredible. comedy. Incredible. Uh, this is, if you're going to talk about like nostalgia, this is like a nostalgia pick million percent. I used to watch this movie like on repeat when I was in like middle school and shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen so I, I did the Nuss thing. You know, we like to talk on this show about how Nuss is like the king of not watching movies in full, but watching like segmented clips. Moneyball is, is one of my primo movies right now. I watch so many Moneyball scenes. Yeah. Sorry. So I, I've gone back and like, I haven't, to, to be fair, I haven't watched Dodgeball in its entirety in probably years, but it was like one of those ones that I watched enough as a kid. And I've now like gone back and seen scenes that I like, I'm confident. Like I love this movie. It is like legitimately one of my favorite comedies of all so time. Fun. It's like, it's like this very specific brand of kind of like really like stupid you know like there's a lot of like lowbrow dumb jokes what's her fucking name what's the russian girl's name like i can't fran like stalin avidavich station something like that right one of my one of my favorite scenes when i was younger and i probably would still laugh my ass off is like when they're introducing all the globo gym people and he's like he's like taser laser blazer like just like all their names are like (laughs) and then yeah you get to the end and it's like svetlana or whatever who by the way she's like a very attractive woman in real life but they do a hell of a job with the makeup on her i can't remember the actress's name um but dude the cast of this movie is so good like so many people that went on and did like big things like alan tuddick who plays like steve the pirate in this movie who probably is my favorite character in the whole pirate best arc um obviously vince vaughn obviously ben stiller obviously um fuck, what's her name uh ben stiller's wife in real life she plays like vince vaughn's love interest i can't remember i have no right idea now. but you um, know what one of my favorite things in like stupid comedy movies not that thought you know stupid comedy i throw that around lovingly are like when when actors or actresses like play characters that are, have their own names like justin long's character in this movie i know is, it's justin and it just cra- it just cracks me up it's just so because you know yeah it's everyone has like you know patches of hula hand and you know we talk about friend michelle and like everyone's got these weird oh, names michelle yeah michelle's awesome everyone's got weird names and then it's just justin <laughs> that, yeah <laughs> i mean th- this movie I-, I could probably watch it now and and laugh as much as i did when i was christine taylor is who i was trying to think of um I could watch this movie now and, and laugh as much as I do. Dude, the scene, they do like a lot of montage scenes of like different teams in the tournament. I've talked about this scene probably multiple times, but <laughs> it's like the, the, the gangsters or something like that. And it's all these dudes like in like, it's so mid 2000s, but they're all like pop locking and like dodging the balls by like doing these crazy, it's the funniest fucking thing. And they're like getting like domed by these dodgeballs. Um, 
yeah it's i i i think this movie is awesome uh and it's i don't know it's it's a it's a great underdog story it's a great sports movie too like it mm-hmm. they they send you through all the sure it follows like the tropes i guess a little bit but it's like it's got the whole thing where it's like they're not supposed to really be there they were supposed to be they weren't even supposed to make it in the tournament but the other team got disqualified because like right. the girl what was it like she like i can't remember she like was taking peds or something yeah, like so- this like high school girl whatever dude I, this I is a classic movie. it's a, i mean yeah. you know let's, let's call it what it is you know what i mean like this is a this is a classic this movie is a, is an absolute like comedic masterpiece um dude i haven't it's a shame that i have not seen this movie in, in so long and I, I feel you probably feel the same it's like uh, yeah why don't but, i watch this movie more at the same time i remember like so play by play everything that happens i remember the part when ben stiller like comes into the hotel room and tries to get vince vaughn to sell out with like the suitcase mm-hmm. of money the suitcase like, of money right and then as, they like, bet I, all I the winnings right they bet it all at the end it's just i haven't seen any of these things in so long but i remember it so well um obviously everything with rip torn you were talking about like him throwing wrenches at justin long and just dodge shit. dive yeah dude yeah i i just That's love my it memory. my high school we had like a dodgeball tournament like you know twice a year like our newspaper put on like a like a big dodgeball tournament it's always a big deal and so every time i think of dodgeball i think of i think of that tournament and how much fun it was like organizing it and running it i love it dodgeball such a it's such a good sport it's man. such a fun sport it's such a good it's just who directed that i don't even know who directed that ross and marshall thurber <laughs> he's done a lot of other comedies like uh he did we're the millers he kind of fell off a lot of that's his a funny movie that's a good movie yeah that one's okay honestly most of the shit he's made as of later is not not so great but yeah struck gold with that one i guess that he did i just think the cast is like the movie lives and dies on the cast in my yeah. opinion all right nice so. pick nice pick solid solid picks all around what's your uh what's your two uh my two is is a movie that i've talked about before on the show um and we talked about it in the southpaw episode so i'm not going to rehash too much but creed is my number two um I think it's a testament that I'm not a big Rocky fan. I've literally mm-hmm. only seen Rocky one. Uh, I'm not a huge Rocky fan, but I saw this movie and I might as well have been like the biggest Rocky fan in the world. Cause I was like so hype when I saw it and I was like, uh, just so enraptured in it. Like this movie makes boxing and sorry to all you boxing fans, but this movie makes boxing seem so much more interesting than I think it actually is. Like I've watched boxing watch a good like, boxing match then. Okay, sure, but Watch I'm like, I'm talking boxing. Boxing is like such a like, I just I don't know. I don't get much enjoyment. Not out of a watching. controversial takes from you today, Omar. That's a controversial take. No, just, no, I just not, really not like boxing. No, but like saying boxing is boring. I don't think boxing is boring. I didn't say it was boring. I just like as a sport, it's like interesting. This movie, like the way, like the way that it's directed, all the fighting scenes. Like you guys talked a lot about the, or maybe more so Nuss, I think, but like the choreography and the cinematography and the editing of like all the boxing scenes in Southpaw, th- this movie to, in my opinion, puts those scenes to shame. Like it's so dynamic. It's mm-hmm. so energetic. The music is awesome. Like I, you don't have to be a Rocky fan to like this movie. Um, it, to me, it's far and away Ryan Coogler's best film that he's made to date. Um, I actually, I never ended up even seeing the sequel, which is kind of crazy with how much I really? like the first one. But um, I, I, yeah, no, I should get around to it. But it's yeah, dude, I don't know. It's it's really great. Stallone is is heartbreaking in this movie. Like it was, I I, I remember that him not winning Best Supporting Actor that year was like the most infuriating thing. Like one of the most infuriating Oscar snubs in recent years for me because 
he's so so good he brought me to tears when i watched this movie in high school in, in <laughs> my theaters. god dude yeah you and you laugh at me but like you watch the movie and you'll see i gotta watch it. I know, yeah and it, i'm sure it's even more impactful to people that are like actually fans of the rocky franchise and have like maybe grew up with the trajectory of the movies and then five goes to shit and mm-hmm. and then you know so uh, i i love creed and michael b jordan is 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 incredible in this movie so you guys should watch it okay very nice you I, you like actually like we say that a lot but you guys would actually like this movie i'm sure i would okay i yeah. want to watch it i'll get to it it's just a much better version of like southpaw you know it's a much better boxing movie yeah okay well that's a, that's a good like sell southpaw. that's a good sell because i like that movie and you love fruitvale i so. do love fruitvale it's like literally one of your faves isn't it it is great film didn't pick it in his draft though didn't need to i'll take i'll take i'll take before every time my friend yeah but i'll take i'll take before every time um all right so i'll go with my my number two uh my number two was was pretty tough here i had it down between like two i knew what my one was and so one of these movies like wasn't gonna make it on my list both football movies didn't know which way to go but as we talked about earlier my number two sports movie is Remember the Titans. Right side. That's it, my two. That's it, my two as well. Is it? Yeah. It's nice. it, It's just. We've talked about it before This is. Too. Yeah, I've talked about it. So, you know, I won't go on that's and on what, and on That's the one it. I was talking about when yeah. I said that you were going it, to. It, it's, it's just, to me, it is a very good. It, it is the best, like, sports movie in that it follows all of your stereotypical, like, sports tropes. You know what I mean? Like. It, it, it is just a sports movie, like, through and through. But it's awesome, man. Like, the acting is really good. It is still, like, to this day, like, a, like, a, like a, you know, an important story. You know what I mean? The tale of the integration of this team. It's, like, it, it, it's a very poignant tale. And the, these, these, like, two sides of the teams, of the team, like, melding together. It's just really good. It makes for really good television. Denzel is ridiculous. Television. Just, television? Sorry. Film. <laughs> <laughs> a viewing well, it was experience. On, I, it wasn't it on Disney Channel first before? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, so, the Disney movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, Denzel's yeah. ridiculous and just absolutely and ridiculous. The stars they have too. I think you get like Ryan Gosling, um, a couple others. Dude, Hedy yeah. Panettiere's in this movie. Yeah. Oh, so Omi, this is your this is your two as well. My two. Glad as we well. have a fellow you, Remember the Titans lover. We've, we've talked about how much like we, we love this movie. I haven't watched it since maybe seventh eighth grade. It holds. It holds up. Yes, but I also do think I'm a little worried. That's why I'm not gonna watch it. In the fact that like the rate, like not saying it's it's simple for being a sick exact. It's very simple. For it being is a very grader, simple. Like, wow, because I like I don't like I we had an award show sixth grade English like Roman Times was one of a, was a film we analyzed, mm-hmm. and there were other like books to care whatever. I'm not gonna give you the whole story, but we had an award show at the end of the day, and like best act, like best main character. Mm-hmm. To Herman Boone and I was coach. I was the coach, and I wrote a whole speech for it and everything. And so, yeah, I really love this movie a lot as well. And was it in Alexandria or was it yeah. Virginia Beach? No, so Alexandria. It's, it's, it's close. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So yeah, this is this is good. This is a really solid. Like again, this is a nostalgia pick. And my it's a nostalgia pick, but it, dude, it it hit. It's just like. I know you rewatched it recently. I, I did, I did, and again, maybe I don't have the same reaction if I didn't watch it as a kid. But I think this is, it, it is, you know, and let's just—it's a very good kids movie too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it deals with like 
like it deals with the race issue in a way like yes is it is it simplified and is it like oh like you know the white guy stands up for the black guy and then all all the other white guys get on board because of one yeah. you know what i mean sure and 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 yes i'm not saying this is a nuanced look at, at integration or anything like that right but like at that age man i mean it's still a, it's it's a powerful story and it says a whole lot and then the ending you know i won't i won't i won't spoil the ending if you don't know it but it's like you're, you're running the gamut of emotions in this movie and it's good it's it's good man like i don't know it's a very solid it's a it's a it's like again it's a classic sports movie for a reason and i don't blame people that don't like this movie because they didn't watch they didn't watch it when they were a kid or they don't really like football or they think it's just very simple and you know like i said trophy fuck you man it's a good movie enjoy it enjoy it would what is you think it would like work for me like 22 year old me watching yes you yes yeah I, what is I, I, that? You're saying that with like such a connotation. No, because like I, I, I think it hits the tropes you fall for. Just know what you're watching. You know what I mean? I don't like don't go out there expecting like a revolutionary film that's gonna block yeah. every put trend. I mean, in that... Eleven year, put yourself in eleven year old. Yeah, I don't think you have to do that. I just think you have to be aware of what you're watching. You know what I, I mean? I think sport, like I don't know about you guys, but I feel like with a lot of sports movies, like when you watch a sports movie, you have a certain mentality of what you're gonna expect, and it's like other genres where you want sometimes you don't want to be subverted you don't want to be surprised sometimes you just want to get the, like what you expect in a way yeah. as long as it's executed well and I feel like sports movies are the perfect exactly. example of that it doesn't matter if, like even and, and just because a movie subverts like what you expect doesn't make it incredible like we talk, exactly. we've talked about The Way Back a few times that's a good movie that's a solid sports movie that's and a it, very subversive like very, very subversive. well done movie right but just because but, it, it's subversive doesn't make it incredible you know what I yeah. mean like it doesn't mean it's on my list you know what I mean? right you know a little tap tap but um, love it alright Omi let's go that's what we're talking about I think that might be the only overlap we have we have here on yeah. our lists today. <laughs> My uh, one is, but all right, you've you've been hyping up this one, yeah, you've been hamming it up. Space Jam, Space Jam, uh, we're like playing basketball. We're really? Playing. Yeah. What the f- like, Mike? Is such. <laughs> I I don't know why you're laughing. I don't know why you're laughing anymore. Like this movie is so good for, like. A lot of these movies, Dodgeball was always on the TV, like it was always on Channel 5, like playing and then were commercial. So I, I've seen Dodgeball. It's not my favorite. Like Mike, I saw as a kid, and anytime I was on TV, I would dedicate two and a half hours of my, however long the movie is, of my time to watch it. It is such a fun movie. Anyone who said Space Jam is better than Like Mike can go fuck themselves, I am one thousand. I've gotten a couple of weeks ago, I had this argument with some people. They're like, Space Jam is boring. Space Jam is not entertaining. It is. I, like, I'm with you. Like Mike is much better. Than so much better. It is. I so don't remember good. either of them. You need to watch Like Mike. I've seen oh, it. I've seen them both. I just no, don't we, remember we watch like a Mike. thing about either of them. It's just so fun. And then all the cameos of all the like basketball players of the 2000s, early 2000s, like Bow Wow was great performance. Bow Wow ensemble is, is incredible. Like the music, y'all, the DMX, uh, it's so good. Yeah. It got DMX. No, he's not in, in it, but no, in, but there's a in, no. In this movie, I don't remember that. No, no, there's no feature, but they they made the song with him and fuck, what's his name? Who's the chestnut? The actor. Morris chestnut. Yeah, they had him bow and then according to the scene, they're just. Dude, yeah, wild. it's a great. Ca- I was just looking. You know that Clemens is in this movie. Yes, yes, he's his best friend. I don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, he's the little ginger kid, the best friend. Like they're all like they're on this foster home, and then isn't like, that so like, crazy dude, when you really think about that, like. Imagine like being Jesse Plemons in 2002 and being in this movie, and then like 
what they, he's been a, 10 he's years around, later he's, he's gonna become like a, 15 years later he's gonna become like a big like but like five years later star. omar five, hey, he was a star five, in like oh seven bro yeah with friday night lights five right. years later Dude, I, come I, on. I don't think he was a star landry no, he was. oh he was, he was a star that's that's what, that's still what i know him no, from friday, friday night, night lights, lights is what got him on breaking Dude, bad later. okay fine i haven't seen friday night lights landry plemons was not like a he was still people still call him like Ginger Matt Damon when he was in Breaking Bad. Like, nobody knew who he was. Yeah, but you don't get on a later season of Breaking Bad without oh, being someone before. Yeah, Matt Damon. I remember when they called him you know, Matt Damon. A, like, you don't become, you don't get on a later season of a show like Breaking Bad without being someone before. I will not tolerate any Jesse Plemons hate on this podcast. No, I mean, he's probably one of the most collectively well-loved actors on this show. <laughs> like, yeah, But, um, can't beat him. We're playing. Good call, I mean. I really haven't seen it in, in, in you know, well over, seen it in so long, well over, probably like a you, decade and a half. I haven't like. seen it in so long, but mind you, if I watch it, I'm, I'll it's still be my number one. No and this what. isn't like this isn't Bow Wow. This is like this is Lil Bow Wow. This is Lil yeah. Bow Wow. Yeah, this is like. <laughs> what year did that come out? Two thousand two. 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 Wow. I think I might. I have a. I have a list. I'm Omar. I think you have a two. Is favorite film from each year. What's my number two favorite film? Like Mike. Yeah. Dude, this this cast is insane. Eugene Levy's in this movie. Like. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He's that. What's it called? He's one of the dads. I don't know. But yeah, it's a good, great film. Interesting. Probably it sounds like a role he would play in the two thousands. Well, um, wait. So that's your one. No, it's yeah. your one. All right. So I gotta, I gotta do honorable mentions real quick. Um, first is, is you know, like I said, I, I picked Remember the Titans over a different football movie that I hold in very similar regard. Invincible. Uh, no, that's Friday Night Lights. Invincible, Vinny Papali, uh, you know, South Jersey, South Wahlberg Jersey legend movie? right there. Invincible, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, no, There's Friday like Night Lights is, they're, they're, well, because it's a big Philly thing. Cause it's that's all I remember about He's from, his son, like, went to, like, you know, Cherry Hill schools, and then he went to, you know, private school. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, he's, you know, never knew Papali. But so Friday Night Lights is an incredible movie. Um, the show, I love the show. Yeah, book's good. Everything about it is incredible. But I, I adore this show. And so yeah, loves the show. when I think about them, not that the, they're totally different, but, you know, when I think of this, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, baby, we can't lose. Too is, good. So what? Is Taylor Kitsch the star of the movie too? No. He's not? I thought he's like the main guy in the show. The movie came first. Right? Yeah, dude, the movie came out in... in Oh four, and then the show started in oh, I didn't know that seven yeah. or something. Well, it came out in the early two thousands. Am I right? Yeah, I think I'm right. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, that show is good, but we're not talking about that. But so Friday Night Lights, great movie. You know, um, another another honorable mention. Um, Homer, not a Homer pick, but a uh, Miracle is so good, man. Miracle is Miracle is a phenomenal movie. And call it like American propaganda all you want, whatever. What happened at those Olympics is an absolutely to the rink. special oh, and phenomenal story, and it is you know will never be repeated. I don't, I don't, I still think people don't understand how big of a deal that was and how crazy of an upset that was. This movie, it still gets me. You know, Herb Brooks' speech in the locker room. You know, it every time, every time it gets me. I love it. It's one of my favorite like speeches um, in in film. So Miracle is an, is an awesome, awesome movie. Um, and then A League of Their Own. I've talked about it before. My dad loves this movie. I grew up watching this movie. An awesome baseball movie um, about a woman's league um, when the men were off at war. Um, 
and it's a it's just an awesome it's an awesome movie. I rewatched it recently. Totally holds up. Um, and then my last honorable mention, I assume, is going to come up as Omar's um, number one. So let's just uh, I'll just I'll just leave it at yes, that movie's incredible. It's phenomenal. Very surprised it wasn't on your list. I, it, I mean, uh, and and it's 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 so good. Gavin O'Connor can't do he can't do you know I've talked we've talked about three of his movies on this on this episode already. Um, it's a phenomenal movie. Oh, you're right. He did Miracle too. Yes. I totally forgot about. Yes, that. he did Miracle. Um, I just couldn't have it break through the nostalgias of the other two, and it was it was either that or Moneyball three, and I think I like Moneyball just a little bit more. But my number one sports movie is you know iconic. I watched it probably once a week when I was a little kid. This and Rudy were like my two favorite movies and still kind of are. Um, my favorite sports movie of all time is The Sandlot. Um, th- this movie is so fun. And I mean, it it's such a great story of like, you know, kids being kids and like, you know, crazy, you know, like local legends, like the beast, you know what I mean? Like shit like that is, it's real, you know? And like, when you're adult, you look at it as like kind of stupid. But when you're a little kid, that shit is real. The scene when they're at the at the uh, like the festival, you know, like that the uh, the carnival. Uh, is... I haven't seen the movie, by the way. You know. haven't? You've never seen Sandlot. You're killing. No. You're killing me, Smalls. You're I killing me, Smalls. That was a good one, right? Thank you, this. Oh, dude, it's 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 there's a, there's a scene where they they all like try dip. They do chewing tobacco. And then they go to a carnival and they get on the carnival rides and they start puking their guts out. And it's just, it's so funny. It's, it's so good. And it's such like a, it's a heartwarming story about just like, you know, those friends that you make when you're a little kid, like those bonds are crazy. Like whether you talk, like I still, you know, I remember like my like best friends when I was a little kid, like, do I talk to all of them? No, I don't talk to most of them nowadays, but like that bond that you make with someone when you're nine, when you're 10, when you're 11, you know what I mean? And you spend every day together and you're just, you know, hanging on the sandlot you know, hitting baseballs and just, just doing shit like that. Those bonds are, are so different than any other bond you have when you get older. And this movie is like the epitome of those relationships. Um, it's fucking funny. This movie is, it's, 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 it's so funny. Uh, Ham is like still one of the funniest characters, um, in, in film. He's a short little pudgy fat kid, um, plays catcher. And it's just the, it's, like the one with the freckles, like yes. the famous, like yes. that kid. Yes. You know, if like you think of it, Benny, the jet is still Benny, the jet, you know, like, yeah, always wanted to be Benny, the jet. I just, I just love this movie. I have such a personal connection to this movie, like smalls, just being smalls and like. I don't know. I always, I always connected with Smalls, and I loved it. Um, I did, man. And I've, I viewed this in like the Goonies in the same sort of like. Have you seen the? Have you guys? Seen I've seen the Goonies. Goonies. Is is that like a fair comparison? Or? I wouldn't. I wouldn't make the comp, but I. I know I Goonies guess I, is like '80s, and this is like '90s. Yeah, I kind of see the like. I just get it because it's like a group of kids like doing kids things. Doing kids stuff. Yeah, but like I don't know, Sandlot. It's just like also like you know, baseball is like my my love. You know, like since I was a little kid, it's like just like. And so this movie was like the movie that my dad would always put on for me. You know what I mean? Like I'd fall asleep watching this movie. And so this movie has a lot of a lot of personal. I have a lot of personal attachment to. But I I think it's an it's an awesome awesome movie. And it's iconic for a reason. And it is I think you know the pinnacle of sports of sports movies. So my number one is The Sandlot. Very nice. Gotta watch it. I did just add it to my watch list you now. really do have to watch it. i mean i don't think you're gonna like it honestly well, like a whole lot but what i'll say like a bl- blanket statement for this whole episode there's so many sports movies that i haven't seen yeah i've and seen like, you adding I... a ton i've yeah. got a ton as well i'm not saying like cool 
and like w- like what's interesting also to me is like the my favorite sports are never like at least from my favorite sports movies are never about my favorite sports. have you seen hoosiers no you need to watch hoosiers dude that's the gene hackman one that's about dude you would not like hoosiers whether or not he he, i love gene hackman and i love gene hackman it's basketball exactly yeah you you have to watch hoosiers have you seen i'm just trying like iconic like for me it was all the baseball ones were really iconic you know so can you you can't think of like what am i gonna say like kicking and screaming will ferrell like i love soccer but that movie was like the better the the better kicking and screaming who would have thought who would have thought that that would be the better kicking that is the better kicking and screaming. who would have thought have you seen both of them? Um, no, but <laughs> so how I are you gonna say that? No, I suffer through suffer through the other one, and no, she then liked it more than I did. I should be talking shit about I, it. You should be talking shit. How are you not talking this shit? Is such a bore. A bore. Such a bore. But yeah, dude, there are so many good, good like old sports movies. You know, The Natural, Field of Dreams. Yeah, see, I haven't I haven't seen any of the iconic baseball ones like Bull Durham and. Uh, I haven't the, seen Bull Durham, but I've seen Field of Dreams. Yeah, I, I mean, like all the all the other ones um yeah man i don't know literally every movie on my short list for this list was about a sport that i like don't give a shit about so really? I'll, I'll run through my honorables real quick um one of them was what i alluded to earlier I, obviously it's not actually on my list but fox catcher i don't know what that weird slander was on me because i know nuss you haven't seen this movie and i'd be very very curious i, I think i've said that to you a while ago to, to hear your opinion on it not only because it's steve carell and you're you love steve carell but like he's doing such a different thing than he to this day still has ever done in a movie that I've seen him in. Like mm-hmm. this is like his Robin Williams in one hour photo type of deal. Like where it's just like that one performance where he goes super dark, and super against so, type and it works. Yeah. And it's super just... against type. And it's like, it's just a really good, it's such a different, different sports movie. It's not about the sport of wrestling at all. It's not about like, I know what it's about any of those tropes. It's just like, this very gloomy movie that's all leading up to this event that you kind of know is coming if you know anything about the real life events mm-hmm. and it just hits and it's like very quick but it's like it's such a, i don't know there's something really that stuck with me i watched that movie in high school and uh, oh we went I, as a wrestling team to see it yeah and i'm uh, sure like, like as wrestlers yeah because you want to go see a movie that's like no wrestling i was sophisticated then don't you worry that movie's like the total I was sophisticated. no no I, also the kids who went or not the whole team went the kids who went or like kids who knew what they're getting themselves into i think it's a fine movie like yeah i don't know i i like i don't think it's anything special so that's why i'm when you're like fox catcher is one of my top was like interesting yeah well it's it definitely an honorable mention uh another wrestling movie that was an honorable mention is the wrestler, wrestler. Mm-hmm. um which i don't think either of you have seen but nope. and you guys know that um Darren Aronofsky is one of my favorite directors. It's not like at the top sort of upper echelon of his movies, in my opinion, but it's a very, very good, like just hard hitting drama. Like that movie will punch you in the gut multiple times. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really, really good. I think, I think you would both really enjoy it. Um, So that, and then my last one was about another sport that I don't give a shit about uh, rush the Ron Howard movie from, Mm -hmm. I think 2013. Uh, I don't give a shit about formula one. But you should. Awesome season shaping up so far this season, man. Why did you just become a Formula re- One person? Freshman year. Because um, I had to. Then you should watch this movie, dude. I mean, like, I, I guess it's weird because I view it almost similarly to Ford v. Ferrari, even though I like this way more than Ford v. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. But it's like, 
you could argue that a lot of the novelty of the movie is around how awesome the racing scenes are but i personally was much more invested in the characters of this movie than i ever was in 40 ferrari like uh Really? Chris Hemsworth and, and Daniel Brühl. Well, like yeah, I mean, I know rivalry. it's Nikki Lauder, right? It's like it's yeah. like, and, and Daniel and... Brühl is really really good. I'm sure you remember him from Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. but like he's he's really good in this movie. He's not like a huge huge A list type of guy, but he pops up. I mean, he was in the fucking Avengers movies and shit. So he's a he's a big actor and he's really good in this movie. Um, so I'm not a huge Ron Howard fan. I think Ron Howard makes a lot of like schlocky, you know, very like not my type of movies. But this was like felt very much like it wasn't made by him so i guess that's a really backhanded compliment interesting um, he makes some good movies man i don't know what you're talking no he about. does i don't want to shit okay. on him but I, I like just, t- i like two of his movies but as of late he's kind of become like he's just like a he's like a director of like dad movies kind of thing you know what i mean yeah but he makes good um, dude like angels and demons is such a good dad movie i love that movie that movie is so good. Are you a fan of the whole Inferno trilogy or whatever it's called? No, I haven't. I haven't seen all of them. I actually have haven't seen, seen the Da Vinci. Code? I haven't seen the Da Vinci Code. No. So how do you just watch too. Angels and Demons? Because it's so fucking good, dude. I remember I, it was like on TV one day, and I like sat down. And I was like enamored by it, and then it was on TV again the next day, and I was like, all right, now I get to watch the whole thing. That's so funny. It's so gruesome. Oh, so it's boring. so good. I hear that movie's so boring. <laughs> Yeah, you probably. Talk about angels and demons. Oh, believe me, I am talking about angels and demons. It's Tom Hanks, Ewan McGregor, and all the priests start dying, and it's fucking crazy. It's awesome. It's like seven, but for priests. Watch, watch Da Vinci Code and Inferno, though. Maybe you'll love them. Um, Maybe. But yeah. Wow, no people surprise. hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, God. Okay, my... sorry. No, you're good. That's all my honorable. So yeah, my number one is is obvious if you know me. Um, speaking once again of sports i don't give a shit about well not really i've been coming more into kind of ufc and shit but it's an mma movie if you told me that an mma movie would be my favorite movie sports movie of all time i would have said no but um yeah gavin o'connor's warrior with uh tom hardy and joel edgerton uh i remember like watching this movie like midday on a sunday again in high school i haven't seen a lot of these movies in a while uh, sports is not like a genre i prioritize but I just remember being sitting there and being like blown away and like I was crying my eyes out at the end of the movie and I was like you know you see a running theme here I guess not dodgeball but Creed and Warrior like when it when a movie like this hits me it really hits me especially like this one's got like some great kind of familial themes and like brotherly uh this brotherly rivalry type of deal and it's so it's so cliche in the way that it all comes together. Like, doesn't, course, doesn't matter. Of course they're going to fight each other in the end. Of Like, of course there isn't going to be a winner. And like this, that still, it hits like so hard. And like when they're like walking, that last shot and then like walking towards the camera and it's like the the national song is playing and it's like, it's so, 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 so good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's I, That to me, when I think of like the very long two and a half hour, three hour, etc movies that like fly by for me i know i already talked about braveheart last week warrior is another one of them it's two and a half hours to me it flies flies Mm -hmm. by like and you know it's early tom hardy and he's kind of doing his tom hardy thing he's growling a lot he's but like the scenes with him and nolte dude and nolte's so like just yeah yeah so good in this movie and it's like uh, there's i don't know their their whole family dynamic is like really just crushing and like really like hits hard but um 
I, I, I don't care how cliche this movie is. And I feel like that's the general sentiment around, as I said, the best sports movies is that it doesn't matter how cliche sports movies. Exactly. And it, and it's like, you can't really reinvent the wheel. And even ones that do, sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes it, you know, but this movie was an awesome wreck by you. This movie is so good. It is so good. And like you said, it's like, it, it is, it doesn't do anything to surprise you. It doesn't do, it doesn't even try to like hide the ridiculous like we're gonna set it up perfectly so we get exactly what we want and you don't care at mm. all because it's such a it's such a good watch it's just like it's a it, I, I keep talking like these entertaining movies it is an entertaining movie that you are just locked in on and that's it and you're having a great time while you're watching this movie that's what warrior is to me I love uh, yeah i mean it, it's skyrocket i mean that, like it's not like the reason that they became as big as they were but like tom hardy and joel Edgerton and now like i feel like that in a, them two being stars in a movie nowadays would be like fireworks but this movie mm-hmm. did really kind of catapult them a little bit more onto the scene i mean i think genuinely i think this is a uh, this is not like i'm saying it like it's some personal take like nobody said this before but i think that this movie had a lot to do with tom hardy getting the role as bane because he had this kind of like this brute ferocity that he showed don't you think like, he was cast right like before he, this movie came no. out no, because the movie came out a year before, so you yeah, got everything. But the, don't you think it died? Like, don't you? Okay, I don't know. No, he's saying wouldn't a, not, wouldn't not, wouldn't he have been cast? What, would it be in cast? Not a not a casting decision like that. I th- I say again, that is something that has actually been like discussed. Is that like he that that's this movie like played a role in that? Um, Dude, what a couple of years he had, man. Inception. Yeah, Inception to Warrior, Dark Knight, Lock. Lock 2013. The best. Mad Max. Well, yeah. Mad Max is 2015. Exactly. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you skipped the he garbage had something one. in 2014, I think. Oh, he's yeah. in The Drop, which is really good with Gandolfini. You guys should watch that movie too. The Drop. Yeah. Hmm. Um, if you've been you've been on The Sopranos kick, so I'm sure you're going to be. You know, feeding... today I was watching I was watching so many videos on him today. As soon as you're done with the show, you're going to be feeding for some Gandolfini. So watch The Drop. Yeah, dude. Just give me his uh, give me his cameo in True Romance again. Uh, oh yeah. Wow. Do you remember? It's it's so yeah. good. So, I mean, that movie is so good. It's so good. Uh, no business being that good. We should do that. Should I watch that. Or we should, should I watch rewatch Social that. Network today, dude. Watch True Romance. See what's available on. It's you not. On, it's not on either? anything. No, I want to rewatch Social Network. I wanted to rewatch Moneyball actually, but I don't. It's not available. All of them all three awesome options and i'm so excited for you to watch all three of those movies but steve doesn't like do it doesn't do unless like these like it brings up that same thing we always talk about it's just like i i want to re-watch some of these movies like i spend so much mental energy and time wanting to just watch new movies watch new movies like because there are so many things i haven't seen mm-hmm. but every once in a while i just yeah. want to just want watch to something i know dude i'm you know? i've been this year i've been like I've had a, a good a few rewatches, and I'm I'm really trying to like, at least get like a rewatch in like a month. You know what I mean? Like just just yeah. And I like the rewatches of like like I rewatched Booksmart like two weeks ago, and it's like a movie that I liked quite a bit. But like I didn't seek it out. I mean, it happened to be on TV, so it was like kind of perfect. But like movies that like you don't adore. You know what I mean? Movies that were like good and kind of see how your opinion changes. Like I like the movie more on a rewatch. Like. I love that. That's such a fun. That's such a fun feeling. Yeah, because it's fucking hilarious, and Caitlin Dever is an absolute goddess. She's just. It's it's funny. It is is so funny. That movie is so funny. That was one of the like the least I've laughed in a movie. I could not stop laughing. I could could not stop. Well, I also I don't know. I 
uh, I, because I kind of related to that character, not related, but I didn't go out till senior year. Okay, we can have yeah. a whole book smart pod, but like I didn't go out till senior year, and then I was like, yeah, I was better than the. Yeah, I mean, was living vicariously through. No, I wasn't living Rick. But I was Molly just, and Amy. It was. It's a good. It's a really good movie, and then Jared is also super. Jared. Good. Well, I mean, Jared is like the funny. He's Jared and Gigi are just the funny. And then whatever. The teacher. We, we can whatever. talk about. Yeah, yeah you know. I, I'm done to rewatch. I'm gonna actually might just rewatch that right now. But yeah, so. What? I mean, run us run us through what we're going to be watching this week. Yeah. You're, uh, you got to use your your golden your golden ticket. Yeah, I'm using yeah. my golden ticket. Oh, Moneyball's available on the server. Yeah. Um. So I, there are a bunch of movies I wanted to watch that I wanted to pick that I'm in, that are on top of my watch list, but one of one of these two fuckers have seen it. So I went with a personal project, a uh, passion project, and I'm picking Big Night. Was not on my radar. Came across it while going through my 2000 film watch list. And I was like, holy shit, this is a movie I think I'm going to enjoy. I couldn't give a fuck if these two don't like it. So that's where my mind That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And it's a, it's a cooking movie fe- uh, directed by Stanley Tucci, featuring Mark Anthony. Uh, yeah. The Roman leader? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're It was a good joke. It was a funny yeah. joke. I assume Nuss didn't know who Mark Anthony was. And so in our group chat, I was like, I'm not talking about the Roman leader, the Latin singer. Um, so. And Nuss had no idea who the Latin singer was. Right, I had no idea. No, you know his. Dude, he was with J Lo. Like he's married to J Lo. Was he was? Yeah. Rain on me, but her body's so hot. I'm not gonna pretend I know his fucking music. You know Vivian Vivi. Yes, yes, I know that one song. Okay, okay. Let's. uh, That's what I want you guys to do this week. I ain't got any of that. None of that is. Yeah, you're not comprehending in here. Yeah, clearly. Um, but all right, so. Shit, Big Night will be our film for next week. Uh, looking forward to talking about. Can we do that a race? One. Actually, we can do a race. Well, next do a race for me is, right now. No, because next week is going to be a double feature anyway for right. someone. So, because obviously we're not going to talk about it now. It seems like right. But Nuss has Nuss has to put his big boy shoes on for next week. He's got a oh do I flick to watch. Yes, I, I do. You, you haven't watched it, right? I have not watched it now. Okay. No, it, it has not. It, I have not had the for, pleasure. For those who are tuning in for the first time, Nuss has to watch Spike Lee's rendition of Old Boy uh, from 2013. Yeah, that's for me. What so that think? that review will be coming next week, um, along with our group review of talking about Big Night, and you know, um, I'm sure we'll have something else for you. So that's all. That's all we got oh. this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in um you know give us a rate us five stars if you like us get more people to 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 find us we we appreciate it um let us know your thoughts what your favorite sports movies are um and yeah so we'll see you next week bye-bye oh yeah